Welcome to The Unknown Subject, a Criminal Minds podcast. I am Kelly McMasters Parsons. And I am Kelsey Paul. And welcome to a very special episode of The Unknown Subject. We have hit 100 episodes. Excitement horn. Oh, man. It's been a long road. I I feel proud that we yeah. made it to 100 episodes because i feel like the haters were gonna hate mostly the people in our own families <laughs> who didn't yeah. who didn't think that we were actually gonna have the commitment to sit here and do this for 100 episodes the commitment and the audience both and of the which audience we have we have now. it yes did we have it the first 50 episodes <laughs> maybe not but this second 50 has surely been amazing. The second 50, we've really hit our stride. We, we have, did. We have found our people. We have found our imaginary pals. Uh, we are growing all the time. If if anything is evidenced by the Facebook. <laughs> the face, the unsubject Facebook, which just is <laughs> It's always blowing up my spot. Always continuing to blow up. But yeah, we are, I think both very excited and proud to be at 100 there were those that thought we'd never make it uh but we did but here we are and thank you you know for everybody for your patience as we took a week off i think the other very exciting thing is that you know kelly is recording from her own home yes! for the first time uh, which Cassie is exciting and I closed on our house uh what two and a half weeks ago almost yeah um, and we finally, we moved in this past weekend. Um, so thank you for bearing with us as we took a week off. Uh, the last two and a half weeks have just been a whirlwind of painting, tearing <laughs> down walls, putting in countertops, doing all sorts of stuff, installing new flooring. We've just been like getting this house up to speed with us because um, it was really something when we moved when we bought it i think lots of shades of brown oh yeah so many shades of brown i haven't even seen it in person but i've seen lots of pictures and it was a lot of different shades of brown um i was gonna say i think like you were the most crazed that i've ever seen you in the years (laughs) that i've known you in the last two weeks particularly last week but the last two weeks in general the most crazed that i've ever seen you and that's including the two weeks leading up to your own wedding like i think like i felt more more prepared for our wedding (laughs) than i did for this something about a wedding i don't know it was similar in terms of the feelings of chaos but different because at the end you got a fun party but homeownership the work never ends no it doesn't it really doesn't (laughs) i think like yeah there's also something to be said of like when you have a wedding that you're planning there are plenty of resources available to you to like know exactly what to expect yeah and so it's easier to like plan ahead and it's not to say that those things don't exist for buying a house it's just that 
it's more complicated in a lot of ways and there's a lot more that like you can't necessarily anticipate and so like in your guys's case like you closed on your house you got in there but you had built in this time to do some home improvement before you ever moved in but what inevitably happens when you do that is you discover things that are like more fucked up than you thought that they were yes that's yes. what I feel like kept and happening. And you have a situation where the previous owners didn't pay their water bill ahead of time. <laughs> yes. So you don't have unique. water for a week. Yeah, they didn't have water. <laughs> they didn't they have were, water for the they, first week that we had this house. So we were, that really changed our plans for yeah, getting this house ready for us. That'll do um, it. Not having running that'll water. That'll do it. And then when the water guy came to turn on the water, he found some things that we have to have a plumber come fix or else our house will not be up to code. Oh, no. <sighs> yeah. But, you know, most of the walls are painted colors we like, <laughs> and things are fixed. So, Cassie just came in the room basically stunned that we just started recording the podcast. She can't believe I haven't hit play yet. Listen, I haven't seen Kelly in a while. So, yeah, I had a lot exactly. that I needed to talk to her about. Even though you saw me last week. When? That was twice. A, that didn't count. I didn't have enough At time. <laughs> They were like, one of the times that I saw you at work, we were like legitimately doing something. It wasn't just like you and I sitting around. (laughs) And the second time. True. Last week was one of the busiest weeks of my life. The first time that I saw you last week, you were only at the office for like 45 minutes. Yeah. Because another fun thing that happened was we had my dad come over to help get rid of unnecessary wires because my dad um, (laughs) is a trained electrical engineer and stuff. And he clipped what he thought was a wire that connected to the old ADT system, but it was our fiber optic cable. So <laughs> last Monday, the Verizon guy had to come out and replace that. Yeah. So it was it was a lot of ups and downs. A few it ex- was a lot a few extra hurdles that you didn't anticipate having to jump over, but yeah. you did it. You're in. But it's worth it. We you have s- a house now. You have a house. It is yours to do with what you want. Yes, it's so, so refreshing to paint walls a color that we actually like. Yeah, as much as... Not mu- just stare at the landlord special, which is white, white, white. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like, as annoying as painting is, it is, yeah, it is nice to then step back at the end of it and be like, I chose this, I did this, nobody can tell me otherwise, yes. and now yes. I can just enjoy how it looks. So yes. My dad taught Cassie how to change outlets, like change yeah. the... F- physical like the lip not just the plate but the actual yeah, like plug the actual part. switch yeah because all of our outlets are like tan yep and oh brown. yeah uh so almond. We're, we're going with white and black everywhere yeah. and now she knows how to do that so that's been a big upgrade yeah um we did that as well because ours were the people who owned our house before us had a fun thing where, like, if the switch plates or the outlet plates didn't match, they would just paint them. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. some of them were, like, those those nice, like, 1970s, like, brass switch plates. So the switch plate is, like, gold. <gasps> and then oh, wow. the switches themselves, like, I feel like you really only see these in, like, older houses. The switches are really fat. Oh, and they, yeah, we have one of those. We and have they one of those. glow, like so that you oh. can so that you can see them in the dark. Like they, you know glow. what? That's handy. It is handy, but it's like one of those things. It's like one of those inventions of like 1975 that you're like they thought that this was just genius, and like to yeah. a degree and it, it is, but yeah. you don't really want to look at it. Just like the clapper 
is genius. Right. But it didn't stick. Right. So, uh, so yeah, so we had to, that was one of the early things we mm-hmm. ha- we have a running to do list in the house. Yeah. So it's a, it's a running, just like renovation list of things. And we, we take a lot of joy in crossing them off when, when we do one and, um, yeah. rem- removing, removing one. and changing all switches and switchblades was one that was very high on the top of the to do yeah. list. We still have, we have to do, we have all of the plates, but we have to get the actual, switches and outlet like mm-hmm. the actual outlets for yeah. a lot of them because we want mostly black and you can't find black in stores very often so. yeah that's hard i don't know that i've seen that around yeah what lowe's has a lot of black plates but the actual outlet itself they don't have as many so we mm-hmm. kind of like just every time we're there we check and pick oh, something yeah. up or my dad picked a bunch up oh yeah um, we also have like our bedroom right now i'm staring at it Rather than just a regular switch, just a flip up and downer. Yeah. It's one of the knobby kinds. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you don't use the knob. It's just a button. It's so stupid. Because there's no dimmer. It's just... You no. Just, yeah. It's mm-hmm. just the button. <laughs> like, why? Yeah. Why? Why? There's so many things in this house that just make me say why. So... Yep. Uh, yeah. So we have our running to-do list still. Yeah. I've learned a lot. If your if your experience it. is anything <laughs> like ours, the running to do list will never go away. You'll just yeah. keep adding to it and crossing things off, adding to it and crossing things yeah. off. Sometimes like sometimes we add things to it just to cross them off. Like we'll do things like <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like we'll do something that we knew like we really weren't really anticipating doing, but we're like oh yeah, we'll do that, and then I'll be like mm, that feels like something we should have added to the list yeah. and then check it off. So we do that. Hell yeah. <sighs> well. Yeah. Um, I'd like to just say that I am very thankful for you. Me? For getting to this 100 episode mark. <laughs> Thank you for being a wonderful co-host. Back at you. I wouldn't have done it with anyone else. Oh, my God. Kelly said she wasn't going to cry this episode. What if I get I'm her not to? crying. <laughs> what if I get you to? <laughs> what if I'm like, <laughs> tell me how much you I mean to you <laughs> in the deepest sense. <laughs> Listen, okay, if you can get me to cry, I'll take you out to dinner. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to get her to cry. There's no way. Um, I already, we, so I was telling you before we recorded about our pizza place, our go-to pizza place. Yeah. Uh, when it finally got to our house after our long ordeal of ordering it the other day. Yeah. Um, everyone was just raving about it. My brother, who is like a pizza snob Ooh. and like really obsesses over making his own pizzas and stuff. Ah, uh, he was like, I, he was like, I should just give up. This is amazing. Like, this is perfect. And you know what I said to Cassie? I said, we need to invite Kelsey and Steven over and give them this pizza. <laughs> and then we'll go to their house and they'll give us their best pizza. Yes. And then we can. Oh, my God. That's our next mukbang. That's what we do. <laughs> pizza party mukbang. We go to your house and eat your pizza. We judge it. We talk about it. You come here. Mm-hmm, we eat mm-hmm. our pizza. We judge it. We talk about it. Yes. Perfect. I'm a, I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. Any excuse to yeah. eat pizza, honestly. Yeah. Opinion, but perfect. Just wait until we get our house a little more settled, then we'll invite you over. <laughs> Fair. We have to you, buy a new couch. So. You take your time. I understand. Yeah. Um, well, in the meantime, are we ready to watch the yeah, 100th we're ready episode? To watch. Season 5, episode 9, simply titled 100. <sighs> okay. Also, we know what happens in this episode. It's a big one. It's emotional. Get it. It's a doozy. Get ready for a heavy ride because I feel like it's... Okay. I'm ready if you're ready. (laughs) I'm ready. 
I'm going to press play in three, two, one. Play. Previously on Criminal Minds. Oh, mine's still loading. Oh, no. Oh, there we go. Boston Reaper. I'll stop hunting them. Ooh, we're on. I did that. I hit that. Great. We're on the same now. Okay. We're Beautiful. just getting, we're getting a lot of, um, every, we're getting replays of like every time we've seen the Reaper. So when he was introduced, when he shot Hotch, Hotch giving over power to, uh, and control to Morgan. Oh, the scars. I can't. Ooh, yeah. His mask. I'm honestly already kind of bored. Oh, no. The Reaper is boring to me. Why? Cause, uh, cause, uh, Hotch is boring. I think that that's what your holdup is. You just don't. It like really Hotch. is. But then there's parts of this that I know I really love. Yeah, uh, mostly Jack. So oh, Jack. All right. So we're getting slow mo of all of this law enforcement pulling up and running into a house. It looks like a residential neighborhood. Yeah, we're in suburbia here. There's Everybody's so many cops. Running in. Oh, that cop looks that cop winded? looks like he wanted to throw up or like he was disgusted. Oh. Ooh, JJ's also keeling over. JJ, JJ's there. JJ's looking really overwhelmed like she kind of wants to throw up or cry or something. Here comes Rossi. Here comes Rossi. He's he, waving someone in. It's like he's waving Are us in. Are we the in. someone? Yeah, he cuz yeah, he's like waving us in. There's a body under a sheet. Rossi kind of looks at it and then set like f- makes us follow him along. Paces away. Now we're in a we're kids' room. We're in a bedroom. There's, there's blood, blood on the carpet. And oh, blood it's up a, the stairs. Oh, it's not there's even a Prentice. Room. There's Prentice. Now she's waving us along. There's blood oh, on that the was stairs. Just a oh god. We're this running is, up the stairs. This is so intense. I'm trying to put myself back in that mindset of watching it for the first time, and I still yeah. feel the intensity of it. Yeah. There's <laughs> stuff broken. The lamp's on the floor. Parentis looks this so a, serious. It's a very compelling opening. It is because you don't know what the context of any of this is. No. You don't Although, know who you are either. You do know there's Morgan. So he's, he's standing up. down. Now he's standing up. He looks, he looks like he wants teary-eyed. to cry. Um, okay, and so it's we are someone else. Some cop. Oh, no, it's a paramedic. Paramedic. Is that who we are? Yeah, were I think we so. We're the paramedic. And so he says, get out of here. See if they need help downstairs. And the paramedic is like, We're what? looking back on the room. Was and now it's opening ceremonies. Damn. So Speaking I guess opening we'll- ceremonies, the Olympics start soon. Yeah. I know you don't care. But- <laughs> wow. So I guess the mindset that we have to put ourselves in, too, is that we have to remember that the last episode we watched ended with that, like, very cryptic warning from the fox to Hotch. Right. Being like, the Reaper knows where your family is. Don't, don't, don't. So if you're right. coming straight from that to this, obviously your mind is going to go to, like, he got to them. Like, something right. happened. That's Jack. Or Hotch is, is dead. Like, you don't know. Because you don't see Hotch at all in this, in this opening. So you don't True. know who's dead. Somebody's dead, but you don't know who's right. dead. Okay. We're back Hotch in Hotch is giving us the opening quote, though. Yes. What are we looking at? We're looking at a conference table. And a lovely Nietzsche quote. There's Aaron Strauss. And JJ. And she's... Uh, questioning JJ. JJ and her fabulous bangs. Yes. Um. So she's like, how okay. long have you been a member of the BAU? And she Whoop. says, six years. And she's, can you speak up, please? Speak up! <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. So she's talking about how she oh, currently... She currently reports to Derek Morgan because Hotch gave him control of the unit. 
And, like, Strauss is just being a hard ass, like, as usual. Right. And being very nitpicky about the way JJ's answering the questions. Right. Kind of just, like, she's trying to get JJ to say something that she can use against Hotch. Right. But JJ is kind of like, Hotch did this and stepped down so that we could do our jobs without any issues from you, lady. And it's very clear that the angle that she's coming from is the Foyette thing. So basically, she's coming at Hotch being like, he mishandled the Foyette investigation. He got too involved, like, and it led to all of these terrible things. And JJ is defending Hotch by being like, we were all investigating Foyette. Like, we were all invested in the Foyette investigation. Like, right. we were all equally involved with this. Um so oh Foyette became addicted to prescription drugs well yeah because he has all of those like like lingering issues from his crazy stab wounds there's what's his face there's what's his face that dropped Elle off at her apartment to die we're never gonna forgive him Anderson that's right (laughs) Agent Anderson um so JJ's JJ's like you gotta drive to the postmaster general's office and figure out where the hell these letters came from yeah she's at the pharmacy or like at a CVS she's picking something up oh baby medicine no oh it's baby medicine for baby uh what's his face Henry Henry (laughs) oh and there's Will LaMontagne Will LaMontagne we didn't didn't point it out but there he is look how cute baby Henry get a baba oh Um, so yeah, so they're at the pharmacy, and so she was explaining that one of the ways that they were checking, they were trying to track Foyette was with with his very specific combination of medications that he's on. So they were, you know, trying to, because they can't find him, they don't know where he is, so they were using the medication as a way to do that. Um, JJ, meanwhile, is having a heart-to-heart with Will. Um, yeah. You know, because, again, everyone feels very deeply like Hotch being separated from his family. But I think JJ feels it the most because she's the right. only other one that has, like, kids. Right. So. All right. So we're going All to right, get JJ's. a prescription. Right. We're picking up something. Um, the antibiotics, they're out of the antihistamine. And she says, crushing half a Claritin will do the job just the same. Just to cu- And I'll save you a couple of bucks. And she's like, wait, what? And she's like, are there a lot of, like, over-the-counter meds that can be substituted for prescriptions? And she's like, uh, hell yeah. <laughs> Just a matter of dosage. So, so JJ's having a light bulb moment. Yeah, light bulb. You ever watch Despicable Me? Yeah, but not in a long time, and I think I've mm-hmm. only seen it once. All right, so well, Anderson's back. Anderson's back, and he, he seems says, to have, "I'm not just a pretty face. I'm not just a pretty face, JJ." <laughs> Ooh, what are we eating? Bacon donut. <gasps> is that what's his face? Carl, Kevin. Kevin, Kevin is we back. Haven't, we haven't seen him in a while, and Kevin is eating a maple bacon donut, which I am. <laughs> I can't. I'm not into that kind of thing. I don't know no, about you. I hate the bacon craze. The bacon suddenly craze, we're in slow mo, and also the. The sweet salty thing. No, well, thank you. you always hate that. I know. I like salty sweet. <laughs> Betty ate kettle corn the other day for what I don't think is the first time, but first time in a while, and she just goes, "I just love the salty and the sweet." <laughs> it was very cute. She also called it cattle corn, and I was like, "No, <laughs> kettle." And she goes, "Kettle," like a little British kid. <laughs> kettle. Kettle. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. 
All right, so now we're seeing Strauss talk to Garcia. Garcia is very clearly stressed and a little choked up. Yeah, which she gets because she's not made for these situations. She, she, and you know what? Like Kirsten Vangsness does does the on the verge of tears better than anyone I know. Oh, she really does. Like it's like she, they just live there in her it's eyeballs. Like she's just can they just well up at on command? Like she can. Yeah. Do, it's so. Do good. you think she practices it at she, home? I mean, I don't know, but she. I feel like it comes naturally. <laughs> Should I tweet at her and see if she'd ask? Yes, please. Be like, can you give us some tips on how to make how to just like bring yes. the tears at any moment, but not cry, cry. on command, but not cry. Just, just like let right. them well up a little bit. Okay, so they're doing. Oh, we're a, bringing Kevin in. Kevin, like it's all hands on deck to try and foy- find Foya at this point. Mr. So they, Paisley's being called up to the big league. He is, and they, although he's not wearing Paisley today, it's just some he, other pattern. It's some kind of other offensive pattern, but um. <laughs> They they were able to narrow it down to two cities that he might be in. So that's a pretty okay. good lead. But that is a pretty But good they're pretty lead. far away from each other. So it's like he definitely has to be from one or the other. It can't be of both. Right. Oh, the Unabomber did this and the Anthrax guy. Okay. So it's like a way Person. to. We don't know. True. We don't know. Probably a guy. Yeah. Ooh, Princess is back to a middle part. She is. It looks good. Okay. So Hotch He's trying makes, to watch Hotch fall apart. Yeah, so Hotch has just like that real intense like Hotch stare thing going on and he makes the point that one of the reasons that he did did step down was to make the reaper think that he is falling apart. So like Right. Hotch is also playing the mind games back at him. Yes. Um so we're looking for more drugs and more medications. Garcia and Kevin are just going back down like a big old yeah. list. And Kevin is not like up to speed. He's like, what the heck's wrong with this guy? And yeah. Penelope's like, he stabbed himself a bunch. And Kevin's like, what? <laughs> he stabbed himself? Yeah. It's like, Kevin, read the fucking file. Like, what are yeah. you doing? Didn't you read the brief on this one? Okay, now Penelope just runs away. She runs Where'd to she get go? a laptop. Oh. <laughs> She's like, I need to get a laptop. She has 200 computers in there. Whatever. Okay. All right, so they're now looking at the fact that, so they found the medications in the two cities, but there's also several other, like, large cities that are near that, so he could also be in one of those cities. Right. So, all right, Penelope, they found one drug that he can't um, substitute with something that's over the counter. Aha, okay. So they're going to look into that one. So they're saying he, so now they're looking for an alias and they're saying that he's so obsessed with himself and his own mythology as a serial killer that he will use something that like is connected to himself in some way. Um, right. So now Reed has got his clear whiteboard. Yeah, he does. And he is like making an anagram out of George Foyette, yeah. like freaking Voldemort. What? He's just crossing out letters. What is he doing? He is full on Tom Riddle Voldemorting right now. Yeah, he is. <laughs> he really is. <sighs> he named himself the Reaper. Yes. So now ooh, he gosh. just circles AP. Oh my God. Peter, Peter Ray. Ray. That feels How? like a stretch. How the fuck did you get to that? And there he is in Arlington. That it- is, this is the biggest leap we've ever seen Reed make. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, they're also we're moving so fast. I need I to would slow down. Just like I to know, know it does, but okay. Now here, what? Ross. No, now what did Rossi, you want to know? 
I was just, I would like to know how he figured out which letters oh. to cross out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, what was the logic with that? I just don't George understand. George Foyette has nothing to do with the Reaper either. There's not enough letters in George Foyette. Like, it's to be not, the it doesn't Reaper. connect. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. All right, so now Strauss is interviewing Rossi, and she's like, she turns the Ooh. recorder off, and she's like, "What are you doing?" And he's like, "What's all the point of this, Aaron? I yeah, love what Rossi. Are you doing because Aaron? Rossi puts Aaron Strauss in her place like no one else. Yeah, because he's like, I don't really need this job, so if you fire me, it's okay. I also feel like they're about the same age, so I feel like he's not intimidated by her. You know how like sometimes yeah. like if your boss is significantly older than you, you kind of yeah. feel like you're a child in comparison to them like rossi's like yes. i don't give a shit i'm a grown-ass man and i can yes. tell you that i think you're being dumb yeah um uh aaron asked why they waited so long before going into foyette's apartment and rossi said so they had i think to be sure. this the interviews are in the present and then the rest of the plot is in the past yes i think Yes. They do this a couple times throughout the show. They do like to play with this kind of timeline narrative jump. Um, yeah. And it's, a cl- is, and it's a TV trope, man. It is. And this is not only the time where they use kind of like a post-incident interview as like a as a yeah. framing device. They'll use that. I can that. think of really iconically later they have a Senate hearing. Yes. That's what I'm thinking of, too. For another team member. Yep. All right, so they're, like, uh, staking out the apartment from, like, a parking garage or an abandoned yeah. building or something. <laughs> and Do you ever want to be on a stakeout? I do, except I always think about, like, what do you do when you got to pee? Go to the bathroom? You don't think there's a bathroom in that building? I was thinking about when you do, like, a stakeout in a car. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. so they're sending... Fair. They're sending, like, an FBI agent disguised as a maintenance guy, even though he very clearly Wait, has an earwig. he's got this obvious earpiece. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, oh, there's, there's a, a leak, leak in the apartment. Like, I, I need to your ceiling. Yeah, let me in. No answer. All right. You got to go in, bud. Yeah, definitely. Unz- why did you need to unzip? Well, I mean, he needed to unzip so we, I guess, knew that he was FBI. But, like, why did you need as to unzip you your... your unzip he's your- got some sort of camera he's yeah, snaking he, under the door he's snaking it under the door to like check it out but i'm just like he unzipped his jacket so he could bend down and it's like was your jacket so tight that you couldn't bend down yeah if something if something were tight it would be that kevlar vest you're wearing yes okay right, so they a laptop see on the table a laptop that might be useful it appears to be empty what's on the floor a bunch of paper his mail mail. and now they're why are they running running over they're like oh my god the mail came yeah what is this blues clues why are we (laughs) so excited about the freaking mail (laughs) mail call mail call (laughs) there are so many people that were playing close (laughs) cops they just abandoned (laughs) the stroller construction workers there were homeless people (laughs) there were fbi agents like like posing as a couple walking their baby and they just like left the stroller on the side do you think someone stumbled upon that stroller later and were like what the yeah because you if you came up from it on behind wouldn't you be like uh there's (laughs) and then it's empty or there's like a baby doll in it yeah it's just like a teddy bear like what delusional person is okay so the apartment is empty there's an untouched untouched meal and they say that you drop your mail like that when you're startled so they think that he was tipped off 
There's a safe with a stash of guns. And so they're saying he's on the run and he's in a hurry, so he's likely to make a mistake. But Hotch says, yeah, he's also likely to start killing. The computer is doing something. What is it doing? It's deleting its files. Oh, no. He is creepy good. isn't forever. He wiped his hard drive. He didn't want us to see it. Wouldn't you just smash the whole computer? Yeah, I think you would. That's what I would do. If I needed to delete a file and, like, make sure it was really deleted, I'd just smash the shit out of it. Okay, so... Uh, Garcia essentially had a Google <gasps> alert on him. Oh, uh oh, that's the marshal. That's the U.S. marshal that was assigned to the to Haley and Jack. Yep. So they're figuring out that Foyette has been watching them the whole time. Oh, he's gonna be dead. Yeah. So he calls the marshal. Of course, he doesn't answer. So he leaves a voicemail. <laughs> it's We're on like our way to you. There's no time to leave a voicemail, sir. Just go. <laughs> yeah. We run in when we see the mail on the floor, but... Yeah, we drop everything and run for the mail, but we will take time to leave a voicemail. Yeah. Okay, now Reed is being uh, interviewed by Strauss. Yeah. About the decision to not use a tactical team. Yep. And so, again... He's like, that would take too long. Yeah, so again, like JJ, like, everybody's using, like, the we like they're not blame they're not mm-hmm. saying Hotch mm-hmm. made us or Hotch did this it's like we decided to do this or we thought that so like they're presenting a united front of like we all were in on this and this was yeah. the decision that we made okay so here they come they are running up to a house is this the house the safe house it kind of looks like it from the street but it's hard to tell the door is open it is hard to tell Rusty pushes it they go in. That doesn't look like the house that they were in at the end. Nope, there he is. He's dead. Marshall's dead. Yeah, Marshall's Sam. Yep. Um. So they an yeah, ambulance. He is dead. Oh, he's not oh, dead. He's, alive. he's not dead. He's gonna stay alive just long enough to tell. And Hodge he something. says, "I tried. I tried." And he says, "I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What are you and sorry? It, what are you for? sorry for? I tried. He probably had to give up Jack and Haley's location. He said, and he's breathing really hard, and he won't say anything. Brentis is freaking out. Everybody's freaking out. I do. He says, I, I don't, don't know, know how he, he got, got in. in. He broke in like a serial killer yeah, does. Come on. You're not living in a steel box. Nope. Oh, there he goes. Shot, shot him in the leg. Now we're seeing a flashback to when Foyab attacked him. Where are they? Oh, he why just couldn't shot he just give him a fake address? true and he's like i don't know what you're talking about oh he's gonna shoot he just keeps shooting them in different leg parts god that would hurt so bad though that would hurt oh Oh, now he he steps steps on on it it. oh god i think what i don't like about the reaper is he's not scary looking he's not scary looking no i think he's scary looking wimpy oh i think he's kind of creepy Oh, there's his knife. Know. He just loves his knife. This little piggy. Oh, oh he's he just... he cutting off toes. No, I think fingers, which doesn't make sense. Then why did he say piggy? I don't know why he said piggy. That's not, <laughs> that's not the correct <laughs> phrase. This is not the beautiful piggy footage we were looking for. <laughs> Roll that beautiful big bug footage. <laughs> okay. You're not going to get off that uh, easy. Oh, God. Yeah, he leaves him alive so he can tell Hotch yep. about the family dying. Yep. Where is their damn EMT? Seriously. There they are. They're not even Why weren't they there? They're just like sauntering in like, oh, you guys need us? Yeah. No. All right. Now we're watching him take his vitals. So he just keeps saying like, hotch, hotch. And he just says, I tried. And it's like, tried. 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 What? Hold the door. Hold the door. Hold the door. 
<laughs> okay, so now back to Reed's interview, and Strauss is like, do you think that it was the Marshall's fault that, like, Hotch's family got Did you call found? Her Shaw? I said Hotch's family. Oh. The sorry, Marshall. Sorry, sorry. She asked if it was the, he thought it was the Marshall's fault, and Reed was like, no, absolutely not. Like, he was being tortured. All right, so now we're yeah. seeing him get into the ambulance. Hotch gets in the ambulance with him. And he's like, I'm right here, Sam. And he said, do not, do not sedate, sedate me. me. I need to talk. And he's like, does Foyette know? No. Jack and he Haley says, I are. wouldn't tell him it doesn't matter. Why does oh, it matter? Oh, right. He finds the phone. Right. Somehow he uses the phone. So he's like, okay. so he picks up the Marshall's phone and he's like, you use case numbers only, not names in your address book in your phone. But he's like, maybe you even might have an emergency speed dial. So he like starts mm. dialing phone numbers. And he says, hello, Haley. Oh, sorry. Wrong number. Sorry, wrong number. So he's just so going to keep, keep calling. calling. Until he gets Haley. Haley, is Haley there? No, ma'am. Oh, I'm so sorry. Wrong number. So there he goes. Oh, you don't think the people that get calls from this guy would have the phone number saved? And they absolutely like, would. Huh. There she this is. is. She weird. answers. She's a brunette now. And they say, oh, hey. And, like, there's a cute it's Haley and Jack. Jack. And she says, and he says, I'm sorry. My name is Victor Collins. I work with the Marshalls. Um, Marshall Kassmeyer has been killed. We're afraid that your location has been compromised. And so she, of course, freaks out. And they're like, I need you to focus. Like, we got to save you. So he's just gonna... she's freaking out she's got the tears welling up oh she yeah took crying class with kirsten vangsness oh and then he tells her that hotch has been killed also so like Damn. really he's setting up she's the... really believing it i mean yep. why wouldn't she why wouldn't you um Hot, uh Foyette's really selling it oh yeah so he's like don't when we hang up don't call anybody else the next thing i need you to do is buy a disposable cell phone um, get back in your car and call me at this number and then he's like, once I know that you're mobile, I'll give you some instructions. And she's like, okay. And she was like, he really is selling it. He's got that very, like, fake, like, official FBI voice. Like, ma'am, yeah. don't worry. I'm going to take care of yeah. you. <laughs> like, white guy voice. White guy voice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so mm-hmm. true. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, God. He's like, I'm terribly sorry. He's got her in his neck, Hangs man. up and he smirks. I hate him so much. And he's like, see you later. And so Haley now thinks Hotch is dead. Very sad. So she's trying to like not freak baby Jack out. So she's just like, okay, we're going to go. Like I'm throwing my phone in the trash can, like whatever. And then Sam tells Hotch (sighs) that she's going to him. Yep. And then he he flatlines. Dies. Goodbye, Sam. How dramatic. Goodbye, Sam. It was nice knowing you. I wish he wouldn't have died. That didn't need to happen. There's plenty of drama in this that episode. didn't need to happen. We didn't need it. <laughs> All right. So Whose this toe is tapping? Prentice, 100%. Yep. So She's Prentice fingernails. is Classic nervous. anxiety move. And there's fucking right. Anderson. And he's like, come on in. They're ready next. for you. Or he she's says, next. He's, yeah, he says, they're ready for you. It's just Strauss in a room. Who's they? Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> Strauss is really like pulling the like tough girl card yeah on she's Prentice, like, like pacing back and forth yeah 
They have a history, though. So they do, and and Prentice does not trust the shit out of Aaron Strauss. Yeah. Um. So Strauss is like, so Hotch managed to like separate himself from the team, and Prentice is like, he didn't manage to do anything. Like he got in an ambulance with someone who was dying. Like that yeah. wasn't a calculated move on his part. <laughs> right. And Strauss is like, he didn't want someone to stop him from whatever he was going to do. And Prentice is like, your point, Yeah, she's judge. like, do you have an actual question or you just want to, like, make your own ridiculous statements about what happened? Yeah. Um. So they contacted, she says they contacted the marshals right away and they said that Haley was in the wind because, of course, she thinks that she's been contacted by the marshals. Right. Um. So for or Hotch calls and fills them in on what Sam told them. Um, and so they're trying to figure out how they can get in touch with her, basically. Um, okay, Anderson's bringing a car to Hotch. I don't know if you can trust Anderson with that job, Hotch. Yeah, he <laughs> is known for leaving people places. <laughs> Anderson doesn't have great car history. I would like to reach out to the actor who plays Anderson and have him be our first guest on a bonus yes. episode. <laughs> I love how much Anderson is in this episode. I so do many too. like. Big episodes. <laughs> characters are in this episode. Well, and Kevin, I feel like Anderson, Anderson, Anderson in particular, like, pops in on big episodes like this. Like, he'll show up. Like, you won't see him for a season and a half. And then he'll randomly yeah. show up. And it's like, you do still work there. Good for you. All right. All right so Hotch is calling Foyette oh. on Sam's phone, I think. Okay, yeah. So, so he says, Agent Hutchner. He's got his, like, it's dumb aviators. Hutchner. Yeah, this is, is very because um, aviators are cool. They are cool. Uh, <laughs> this is very much I feel like um, on Taken, like when like the dad calls and he's like, "If you hurt my daughter, like that's I what I find you. And I, I will find kill you. you. I have a special set of skills." <laughs> um. So Hotch, Hotch, and and Foyette are now having a tête-à-tête over the phone. Yep. Um, Hotch is just like at the end of yeah. his wits yep and he's like just throwing everything that he has at uh Foyette. he's talking about his mom he's talking about like his mom he killed his mom and he's oh, like it right. was probably hard for you not to be able to take credit for her murder yep and he's just he like hot just throwing it's, all of his best mind games at him it's something that i'm very sick of seeing at this point the agent like talking to a serial killer who thinks they're too cool for school like right. i get it that that's kind of a classic thing about a serial killer yeah but it's just so annoying (laughs) i just hate them so much you know yeah so he's going on and on about how like he's the best serial killer in the world he's the reaper how they're gonna study him for years and like blah 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 and the reaper is not falling for it (laughs) like foyer is like he's like you know he's now turning it around and being like think about all the stress that you caused Haley in your life like and yeah. blah, 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 blah. And now he's talking about Jack. So Hotch now knows. Because he's sitting there looking at them yep, as so they get out of their car at the location he gave them. And he's like, that's your wife. Hold, please. And now another phone's and ringing. another phone rings. And that's Haley. Oh, it's Haley. And she goes, Hotch okay, I'm here. also has the tears. And he says, so like, Hotch is on the phone listening to him about to go murder his like wife and son and he can't do anything about it the whole team is also on speaker so they can hear it like yeah. everyone's crying and stressed out 
The phone like, belonged to a U.S. marshal, so it did it couldn't be tracked. Jesus Christ! So they don't know. And so Strauss where the house is. Strauss is now interviewing Morgan, and so she's like, "So then, what? Like Hotch was just gonna like drive around aimlessly?" And he said, "No, like we figured it out based on." like where he would have taken her because Foyette's all about control. So he said something yeah. on the call about telling Hotch where to go. Um there so now Reed is like re like rehashing yeah. what he said. And we're gonna read between the lines here and they say something about opening the gate and letting him in. Yeah. And it's somewhere where where they live a gate to- somewhere with emotional power and it's their house yep so they're saying where the hotches live together so before they got divorced you don't think Haley would be like this is a weird place to tell me to go yeah like because if why I'm would this be why would this in witness protection why would this random marshal be like yeah let's go to the house where you lived with your husband like before you got divorced like that doesn't yeah. make sense for sure and even like knowing that your witness protection is totally related to your husband right even though you think he's dead it's still weird it's still weird. And, like, I mean, I guess, whatever. Let's give Haley a pass because she thinks, like, she's in a very stressful situation. <laughs> like, she's probably not thinking um, clearly. Haley is now on the phone with Hotch. And she now knows that, and now the Reaper is sitting there in the room. And so he just tells her, no fear. And she goes, I know. Sam told me all about him. Um, yeah. we got to like, keep... We got to keep Jack comfy. Right. And, like, not knowing that this is yep. a serial killer. And so Hotch, like, tries to be like, Sam's fine. Don't worry about it. And and Foyette's like, oh, you're lying. Like, this is why your marriage broke up. You're a liar. Um, and I don't know. They're just... <sighs> Poor little Jack is playing with some toys. Yeah. Being cute as hell. Being God, cute as I hell. Love Jack. And he doesn't know what's going on. And, no. like, Haley obviously is like, oh, this is bad. And Haley's got the tears welling up. Yeah. And Hotch is like, just don't react. Like, try not to give him. Because that's, that was always the Foyette's thing is he, li- he likes to get that reaction of fear from his victims. So Hotch is like, just try to stay calm. Like, don't give him yeah. that. Um, but he's, um, he wants Jack, he wants Haley to tell Jack he needs him to working the case. Yep. And so he's on speaker and he goes, hi, daddy. And then he oh. goes, hi, buddy. And he goes, is George a bad guy? And he said, yeah, he is. And he says, Jack, I need you to join this case, case with, with me. me. Do you understand? I need you to work the case with me. And he says, okay, daddy. Oh my God. No, and he says, Jack, I told you. I told you. And he hugs his oh, mom. No. <laughs> I got. I knew it. You said that you I'm not, were. I've. I've got the Kirsten Bangsness tears oh welling God, up. Me too. Nothing's fallen yet. Nothing has fallen, but it's they're there. Okay. He's just so cute. He's so cute. And then he goes, "Mommy, why are you sad?" And she says, "Oh, I just love you so much." Oh my God. And he goes, "Mommy, I gotta go and work in the case." And then he goes, what a superstar! He's so cute, and it's so sad. And Foyer's like, won "Oh, an he's... Emmy for this? He should have. Why do more kids? Why is there not a kid category at the Emmys yeah. or at the Oscars for that matter? I think they're. I think at the Oscars they're just in with the regular. Yeah, they are. But it's just like I feel like getting... they should What's be in their own. In the room, he was nominated. Oh yeah, Jacob Tremblay or whatever. Yeah. 
Um, and so now Hotch is talking to her, and he's like, "I know you didn't sign mm-hmm. up for this." And he and she goes, "Neither did you." And he says, "I'm sorry for everything." And he's smelling her, and I hate it Ew. so much. He's so close to the back of her neck. I hate it so much. Oh, Hosh is fully crying now. And then she says, he needs to know that you weren't always so serious, Aaron. Like, talking about Jack. Oh, my God. I, I want, want him to, to believe, believe in love. love. Oh, my oh God. No. I hate this. Boya <laughs> is putting the gun in her hair. I hate this. Thomas Gibson is... Very emotional. How did Thomas Gibson not get an Emmy for this? Like, oh my like, God. acting the shit out of driving a car. Yes, like, that's the thing. It's three gunshots. Oh, Garcia cries. Everybody's crying. Everybody's crying. Because everybody can hear it. They're all crying. And then he throws the phone. Rossi, not crying. Morgan <laughs> just starts driving faster. Like, oh my God. Now we're back to three the interview. And he says, I don't know what happened after that. So now I think we're going to come back to that slow-mo we came in on. Oh, no. I forgot there's a fade part in the to middle. black. Long fade to black. I would like it to yeah, be known there's the that a tear has down. still not fallen down my face, but they are very no. much in my eyes at the oh, moment. Mine have retracted back into my head. <laughs> All right. Okay. Hotch pulls up at the house. And he's and running. He's in. Got his gun. He's sweaty. He is ready he's to fuck angry. some shit up. So the house is, like, all dark because all the curtains yeah. are drawn. Emily's oh, God. Oh, God. He's going to push open a door to find nothing. nothing. Okay. Do people not live there now? Yeah, like, like, who owns this house? They divorced a while before they went into what this happened. This protection. Okay, now he has yeah. a flashlight because they must... St- she must still own the house because... He just grabbed a flashlight and he knew exactly yeah, where it was. Yeah, that's true. We're back into the dining room. So she must have been living there. Were. She must have kept the house when they got divorced. So, oh, yeah. Duh. So she probably just, you know, when they went into witness protection and just left. Oh, there's blood yeah. on the floor. Okay. He hears breathing. Uh, or is it his breathing? He's kind of shaking a little bit. It might be his bit. breathing. He's really fidgeting with the flashlight. It's oh, Jack's room. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Or it's like a playroom. I think that's the playroom oh, we playroom, saw. Playroom. Playroom. Sorry. That sorry. was the room that we were like, it's a kid's room. And it's like, oh, wait, there's stairs. What is this? Yeah. <laughs> All right. He's still using uh, his flashlight. Blood. So much blood. Just blood everywhere. Blood up the stairs. I'm sorry, but where is everyone else? Yeah. like They figured out it was her house. So long ago. But yeah, but like they must have been like extra far away. Like they were at they were at Quantico, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so he's going upstairs. This is like in like a horror movie when you're like, Don't go upstairs, but he has to go upstairs. Dramatic light. So much dramatic lighting. Spin. Clear. Clear. Nothing. Nothing. It's gonna be in the bedroom just go to the bedroom yep we see another blood spot oh he's very emotional oh god oh there's her feet feet. oh i can't tell you how much when i first watched this i wanted her not to be dead yes i wanted it to be someone else yes but it's she's dead Haley. now he starts to like cry but he's still being an fbi man and so we yeah she's dead oh god I hate why this. did he pull? There's so much about this that is so annoying. Like, why did he take her in there? Because he killed why her in the living room. There? 
Yeah. I guess to maybe to draw oh, Hotch in. Yeah, that's true. Her eyes are still open. Yeah, I hate that. Oh, he can and see. And he sees shoes. Shoes in the mirror. Does he think they're Hotch's or Jack's or does he think they're Foyette's? He thinks it's Foyette standing there, but I think... Yeah, I think they're just shoes. I think they're just empty shoes, like in if, the closet. If memory serves. Oh, and he shoots into the and window. He shoots at the at the. He curtain. like unloads. Something falls. It's a. It has. It's a body, isn't it? Well, whose body is it? His. He just killed him. It's boy. Oh, he's I wearing a bulletproof a longer, vest. Yeah, there's. There's yeah, more they fight. This. He's wearing a bulletproof vest. Okay, now they're going to fight. Ploof. <laughs> he has a bulletproof vest. <laughs> so he shoots mm, him. So much shooting. We're fighting in the hallway. Yeah. This action is like, sequence. This is like an action sequence. That's how Everything's the lamp falls falling over. down. We're pulling down the table. They fall down We're the rolling stairs. down the stairs. This is one of the most... This is the most dramatic fight scene of the whole show. Oh, I uh, there's another very intense one that I'm thinking of. You'll have to tell me afterwards. Okay. Well, I don't really it's need punching to, him. I don't really need to give it. It's the bank robbery episode. Oh, with yeah, JJ. Okay. It's pretty intense. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. So they are fighting. Every time someone threatens a significant other. Oh, yeah. Things get intense. They go balls to the wall if you come after their family. <laughs> So they have destroyed like, the dining room table. Yes, the dis- the, the We're dining smashing room? shit off his head. Glass the bowl. Dining room table is splinters now. What's he got in his pocket? <laughs> a knife. A knife, of course. That's his Classic. weapon of choice. After I finish you, I'm, I'm going to find, find that, that little, little bastard, bastard son, son of, of yours. This son wow. of a bitch. And I'm going to show him both of his dead parents, and I'm going to say it was all your fault. Oh, my God. You and sick then Hush fuck. Is just whacking shit at him. Also, meanwhile, oh, where the, the fuck shit out of is the team? Uh, yeah, I'm telling you, the cops should be there. Well, right, because why wouldn't they have... They should have called the cops beforehand. But yeah. now Hodge is on top of him, and he's, like, he's flashing he's to... Just, yeah, all the shit. He's seeing Jack. He's seeing Haley. And he is just he's just seeing himself get stabbed. And the he is just... shit out of him. Going wild. Yep. And there's blood spraying everywhere. Ooh, I think he's smacking him against the floor now. He absolutely is. Oh, God. This is intense. It's very intense. There he is. Oh, Punching okay. Him. So Punching Morgan him. comes and in. And now Morgan takes him off. And, and says, says, he's, he's dead, dead. He's, he's dead. dead. And, like, pulls him off. It's over. It's, it's over. over. Now, tears. Yeah, now he just sobs. And everyone's like, like, Prentice is, like, shocked. Pre- like, Yeah. She's, like, shoulders to the ears. Like, <gasps> she's like, what the fuck? So now we're seeing a flashback. You can tell it's a flashback because it's very, like, fuzzy like yeah like slowy <laughs> yes and we cut to jack hiding in a closet well he's, like, he's in like yeah he's in like a like a um, trunk yeah or like a window seat or something yeah and he's like oh are you he working, says, the, working case the case with me. so there and he then goes. we go up oh, wipe the blood the... off of your face before there you do he that. is and he's like he i says, worked, I worked the, case the case daddy just like you said oh he said you did a great job buddy you are covered in blood before you pick your child up. He goes, what happened to you, daddy? Oh, Go outside with Mr. O. And so she's like, okay, come on. She picks him up. Oh, and he like nuzzles into her. It's so cute. It's like heart-wrenching. Like, and then he just cries. And then Hotch just cries. Like, oh my god. 
It's Did the a, tears fall down your face yet? No, they're they're well. They're still just welling. They dried yeah, off. That brought them back again. a little bit. All right, now who's is this Hotch? No, uh, Haley. Or is it the? Oh, it's the, the paramedic. Par- no, no, it's Morgan. It's, it's Morgan. She's checking her pulse. No pulse. And then in Hotch comes Hotch. Back in. Oh God! It's just like such. Close a, her damn eyes. Close her damn eyes. It's such a gut punch of an episode. It really, that I really just, is. And it's like no matter how many times you see it, it doesn't get any easier to watch. No. It's so much more intense than any other episode. Yes. Truly. And like everyone is acting the shit out of it. Like. Yeah. Oh, he picks her up and hugs her. She was like a mannequin. She's absolutely a mannequin now. She's in rigor mortis and she is going, she's just fully stiff. And he sobs. And he's just sobbing over her. I feel like she should be bleeding more when she if she was shot three times. Oh, that's true. Where was she shot? And there wasn't as much, there wasn't a ton of blood leading up to the bedroom. No. It was just like a spot here or there. So now Hotch is being interviewed, and he says, there's nothing I could do for her. She was already gone. And Strauss, Strauss looks pissed. Oh, there are other two, people. There's four people there there's now? Not, those people were not there before when everyone else was talking. <laughs> no. And then uh, Strauss, Strauss is, is like that she died quickly. One of the wounds severed her aorta, and they don't think that she, and then she kind of trails dot, off. Dot, dot. Oh, she's even having a little trouble even, with yeah, it. Yeah, she's even, like, emotional. Even, like, cold-hearted Aaron Strauss yeah. is uh, affected by this. One tear. I just... One tear came out a little bit. Did it? I had to, I, it was just kind of bugging me. I had to pick it out, <laughs> but it was just kind of sticking there, you know? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> she didn't suffer... Um. So Hotch is saying that, like, he knows that... Like, Foyette would have tried to kill Jack if Hotch hadn't done what he had done. And so she says... Strauss says, that's good enough. That's good enough for me. Any questions? And everybody shakes their hand, their head. They had to do... I mean, he killed someone. Yeah, you it's have an, to do the it's thing. A, it's an internal investigation to make sure that, you know, nothing crazy happened. But clearly everybody's like, yeah, you were uh, fully within your rights to do that. Yeah. And she, and she says, I'm so sorry for your loss. And if you need anything... And, and he, he says, just says thank, thank you. you. The w- most warmth we see from her until her final episode. Yeah. And then he walks away real slow. We better get a nice end shot of him and Jack. That's what so. I need. You need that to like warm your heart up a little bit. Like a little palate cleanser. Just mm-hmm. Jack like hanging out with JJ and Henry or something. Yeah. And the whole team. So he's walking through the She's, BAU. Yeah, slowly walking back to his office. And there's everybody in the conference As room. I wished, it's Jack with playing with the team. Jack and his little toys. He, he runs over. Gives, oh. and he's so little he still. A, it's so. Yeah, he, <laughs> he really is so small. And the whole team just kind of saunters over and, and just kind of stares at them a little bit. still sharing a tender moment. Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) And then we pan away. Pan away out With a nice quote about family. Yep. Whew. What a doozy. What? We're really getting a long dramatic pan. 
What and what a doozy. Mark Gordon? No. Nah, such a okay. long fade to black, but there is the Mark <sighs> Gordon. Oh boy. I mean, I wow. feel like we kind of already summed it up, but it truly is such a heavy episode. For for a show about serial killers, this is a very heavy episode of a show it just like, really, about serial killers. It's a sh- it's an episode that like it's just only this heavy because of how far in we are. Like we are emotionally invested yeah. in them. Yes. We know the journey they've been on. Yes. Like and Hotch becomes much more interesting after this point. He does. In my opinion. Um but it's just it's a it's really I don't know. As much as I don't like Foyette, like he is just annoying to me and one of my least favorite like <laughs> recurring killers. Yeah. Um we'll have to write It's a dramatic those ending sometimes. Yeah, we will. We will. Um I I agree with you. I think that's an interesting point that you make about the fact that like a hundred episodes in, right? Like with this show has come so far at this point like thinking back to season one and thinking back to you know some of our criticisms of the first season in the early parts of the show is that like the characters don't have a ton of emotional depth you don't know a ton about them like you're not really invested in who they are very early on but in that in this hundred episodes like they the show really has developed all of those things and like you do care like so much And it's, like, even to your point of, like, Hotch isn't, like, the most lovable, epi- like, character on the show. Like, I know there are lots of fans of the show who love Hotch and, like, he's their favorite. Right. Like, good for you. But I would say, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't particularly say he's my favorite character. He's not the, he's not the, like, easiest character to, like, relate to or connect to. Right. But... For all of our criticisms of the fact that, like, Hotch is a little bit of a one-note character in this first hundred episodes, like, his main character arc is that he's, like, a failed husband and a dad who, like, stays away too much. But that Mm -hmm. all comes to a head in this episode, and you feel it so much, because it's, the tragedy of it is so, like, so intense, and it's... Yeah, it's, it hits me in the same way... North Mammon does in that like I don't know like I get it they killed Haley off but they didn't have to I don't know like well yeah they did have to but they didn't have to like just like they didn't need to kill Kelly (laughs) (laughs) it's an interesting thing because when you really think about it like Haley like at this point, a hundred episodes in, I wouldn't even call her a B character. I would call her. No, I would think like of a her like a C Z or a D. Character. Like she's not in it very often. Like we don't know her that well. It's not like she's been like. I feel like we feel like a stronger connection to like Will Lamontagne than like we do to yeah. Haley. So it's like yeah. In any other scenario, like she's a disposable character right like it wouldn't matter much if she stayed or left on the show because she's not on it very often right but i so it's like it's it's not i don't know it's not like her dying i mean it is to a certain degree but it's not like the loss of like Haley in particular i think that makes the episode so hard to watch like i think it's thomas gibson's acting that like really is what gets you because like he does it so well that you 
feel like the raw emotion of what it would be like to be on the other end of a phone call being told that like the love of your life is about to be murdered like you feel what that would like be like and like there obviously most of us can't ever imagine something so horrific but like he sells it like he really really well (laughs) i think so it stands out but then like thinking back to it or like like, back on other episodes. I mean, they obviously make it clear that, like, his family is the most important thing to him. And mm-hmm. he does regret, like, letting Haley get away and having that right. happen the way it happens. And they bring right. that up and over and over and over again. But they never, ever, like, ta- like they never play it as emotional as they played in this episode. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, maybe that's a Hotch thing. Like, it took this level of an incident to push him to that. Right. But I think Hotch would be more likable if leading up to this, they showed a few more instances of him being emotional over this. Right. And not just like, oh, Haley left. Yeah. Yeah. George Foyette, like, we got to put them into witness protection. Like, blah. Yeah. It's a good point. Because, like, yeah, I think maybe that's the other part of why this is so impactful is because you're right we don't normally see this level of emotion or reaction out of Hotch so you feel it that much more because you're totally right it's like when they break up and get divorced it's just kind of like Haley left me and it's just like right. because like right it's like, like he doesn't so... tell the team like Rossi has to be like hey yeah like he's w- what's in that envelope because that's a very defining like, oh, my divorce papers that's a very defining part of his character which is just that he's very serious he's very buttoned up he doesn't let people in he keeps you know his home life here and his work life here like it's that's that's who he is and so you're right it's like he you know we don't normally see him react to anything so i don't know i might disagree i might disagree with you that like that's partially why this episode is yeah as like as emotional and heavy but also like as tragic and horrible it is like it is it's a it's a good like it's a well-written episode like it's everyone's acting is like top-notch in this episode and i think like part of the impact of that is that you don't normally see him him act that way um but like you said you do you do know that like he even through his very like subtle ways that he like lets it out you know that he never wanted to get divorced from Haley. he never stopped like loving her it wasn't a situation where like oh yeah like they got divorced because they hated each other it was like yeah i don't think she wanted that either no she just couldn't take it anymore yeah like they weren't at the point in their divorce yet or like in being separated that they either of them had moved on i think yeah it's hard to tell i don't know it's hard to tell in the like in the like chronology of the show of like how long had they really been divorced at this point like it's it's kind of hard to tell like had it been months had it been years like you know like the way tv shows are it's always like how much time has passed like i don't really know. know um but yeah i agree yeah it's like they they hadn't like moved beyond you know that you know point yet and so there's still that feeling of like oh like maybe they could work it out like i don't know right yeah she might come back around right but season seven but yeah she does so it's yeah so it's it's a rough one but i do think that like what makes it hard to watch and i feel this way every time i see it like it is hard to watch i think is just the really good acting that everyone on the team in particular does like they each they each 
like those those shots where we see each of them kind of like individually react like they all have these very like subtle but like like hard hitting reactions that you it's just and like very it feels in very, character it feels yes yes like of course penelope is going to jump when she hears the gunshot and immediately right. cry like right. that is very in character right rossi's not gonna cry he's just kind of gonna look at his bro like he holds sadly. it to, he holds it together and like is much more right like, okay, like he's gonna he's gonna be over and he's be gonna be a pop, he has to be paparazzi like he has he to has step to be in paparazzi, and yes. like take control and then like of course like morgan emotionally feels it but he's like also got to be in charge and like be the manly man and then like yeah prentice and is he, just I'm, like he, shocked yeah and jj jj like really takes feels care it of Jack. she steps like in but she upset. feels it yeah so yeah. it's yeah they all have these like little kind of like subtle subtle like nuanced reactions to it that i again like i'm just like really it's like we've talked about in many different episodes like each of them shine in different episodes in different ways but i think collectively they all do such a good job in this episode yeah. that it that is what makes the episode resonate and i think again like it's a well done hundredth episode because it does demonstrate like the full like evolution of where the show has gone in a hundred in a hundred yeah, episodes it really does um, it really really does and i never really thought about it that much before until we started talking it out but i think that i think that that's really where like the resonance for the episode comes from of just like all right like this is kind of like the best of everything that criminal minds is which like good for them because like that's what you want on a hundredth episode like right. shows getting to a hundred episodes is pretty rare and like it's a big deal in the tv world to get to a hundred episodes and so usually the hundredth episodes of shows are like big dramatic episodes like it's supposed to be like a big deal and i think that they nailed it <laughs> like yeah yeah <laughs> They definitely, like, clearly, like, took their time with this episode as well. Like, I think that's a complaint we often have. Like, it feels like the writers or something, like, producers didn't... I mean, with a show like this, you're churning out the episodes. When you're filling out a full, like, 20 to 25 episode season, Mm -hmm. you are working constantly, so you don't have time to, like sit down and refine a script a million percent like you would if you're filming like a handmaid's tale where they film 13 episodes once every year and a half like and they're working on a script forever like the nature of tv was different just 10 years ago when this was made versus now yeah so you do have like more of a mix of quality of episodes and this is an episode where clearly they were like we need to take our time do this right like there are still some weaknesses such as when reed figures out that his name is peter ray (laughs) um (laughs) you know like a perfectly fine detail just how quickly they get through it is like uh, okay sure that's a good point that you make though which is that like this episode I'd be interested to know, and I don't know how you would ever find this out, but, like, I'd be interested to know, like, what the planning arc was for this episode. Because you have to realize, like, they laid the groundwork for this, like, mid-season four. So I would be really curious to know if that was that always the plan with the reaper was that you know it's like was george foyette like was that something that they were thinking about mid-season four to be like we're gonna bring this big bad serial killer in and we're gonna pull this all the way to the hundredth episode or was it something 
that kind of just evolved more organically as season four developed did they realize like okay we're gonna lay the groundwork for this for this serial killer we're gonna bring him back into it somewhere around the season finale and then did they get there somewhere along the line and be like you know our hundredth episode is coming <laughs> up like yeah how can you know I, I i would just be interested to know like how that how that came about because they kind of played the lo- played the long game with this one <laughs> they <laughs> like- really did and it's it's just i mean it's such an intense episode to throw like this is early season five right but it's like a weird balance of like the hundredth episode versus like the kind of impact you would put on a season finale. Yeah, like it's strange. Yeah, but I think if I were watching this like when it was coming out and watching it weekly, I would be happy knowing that I got a new episode next week or the week after, right. like pretty quickly. Right. Like it really doesn't. It doesn't happen at the end of a season and leave you on like a summer long. Yeah, yeah, question. Yeah. Even though there's not really a question mark at the end of it, but just like such a dramatic thing to end. It's on. a dr- it's a dramatic thing, and it's kind of a it's a little bit of a watershed thing because you have to imagine because the question now is like well where do things go from here like how is this gonna affect Hotch how is this gonna affect the dynamic between Hotch and Morgan because the idea right. had always been that like oh. Hotch is not going to be in charge as long as Foyette is out there. Well, now Foyette's not out there anymore. Like, how is so? Is, how is that going to resolve itself? Like, is Morgan right. going to want to give up control? So there's lots of like, okay, well, now what's right. <laughs> um, that are going to have to get you know figured out. And to your point, it's interesting because it is so early in season five. Like, we have essentially the whole rest of the season to watch right. these things kind of play out. So, yeah. And in my opinion, knowing what happens from here, the show is better served with Hotch the way he becomes. Like, he, yes. in my opinion, becomes more interesting and his story becomes more interesting. Well, um, he, he opens up a little bit. Like, I he think, does. like, whatever... He does. Whatever, like, tight-buttoned-up, like, stick-up-your-assness that was there, it doesn't fully go away, but, like, I think he he in being a single dad going forward realizes like he has to rely on other people a little bit more. And so like he lets the team in a little bit more. They obviously all go through this very traumatic event with him. So I think it also does a lot for like their connection as, as a group of people who work together. Like I would argue that this is, this is one of the moments that really solidifies that kind of like family feel of them. Like mm. this is a moment where they really kind of cross over into like, we're not just coworkers. Like we are like a family that works together. <laughs> like I yeah. think like, yeah, you know, a lot more than any, like, I mean the Penelope getting shot thing was also pretty big. Yeah. This is bigger. Yeah. But those are like the two. Well, I mean, I guess also we have Morgan catching his molester. That's also yeah. very big. There's all these little moments but, like that. Like yeah. th- those those individual moments where you see them kind of grow closer. But I think this one is kind of like a smacky in the face. Like, okay, yeah. like this is. It's their leader. Like, this is it's it. It's the one who is the least right. emotional. Like, right. And it's the level of tragedy is so high that it's just right. kind of like, okay, yeah, like this is right. something that's going to affect all of us and we're all going to come together around Hotch to help him through this. So it's a, yeah, now, it's, yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> How much do you want to bet? We talk about it in the next episode. Oh, yeah. And then 
they never talk about it again until like next season yeah like it's one of those like him having that hearing loss where like (laughs) it's really important in the next episode and then you never think about it again i mean we know the Haley being gone storyline becomes a big part of his sub story Mm -hmm. but yeah but as far as like they're gonna give it the old criminal minds here yeah 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 because i do remember there's like at least one episode where it's like yeah he's still not back at work yet because he's like at home with jack and like figuring his shit out so there's at least one more episode of like he's not in charge still because he's not back to work but yeah of course it's gonna like we're gonna move past it like decently quickly there'll be like one or two passing comments about the fact that like jack has a babysitter or like something like that (laughs) you know what i mean like i think Haley's sister sister Haley's sister like Yeah. yeah steps in and helps like for a lot of it so yeah there'll be but it's like at the end of the day that's really like it's like a little bit of the double-edged sword of a show like criminal minds which is at the end of the day it is a police procedural so yeah you they, gotta get back to <laughs> you gotta here. you gotta get back to the case a week thing and so it's like there's not a ton of room for like the emotional subplot but i appreciate that they've taken it this far and obviously like this is i think the the most dramatic example maybe the best example so far of them blending the emotional subplot and the procedural of it together like in a pretty seamless yeah. way and allowing the allowing the emotional subplot to drive the procedure um yeah in a way that feels pretty natural and again i think it's like to your point i think it's because they did they laid all of that groundwork so carefully over so long that it didn't feel haphazard it didn't feel like they were trying to like shoehorn anything in like right it was like it felt natural that we arrived at this place because they they really carefully kind of like led us here so i appreciate the planning that went into that because i feel like we talked about this like with Gideon and like Gideon leaving like a lot of that felt rushed and undeveloped which we know had to do with the fact that like Mandy Patinkin just decided to get the fuck out and didn't tell it like he just ghosted but like they could have fallen into that pitfall of just trying to like really quickly put something together and instead they like I feel like we're pretty methodical about it which the result was a pretty decent well-developed episode so yeah well yeah I think that's all I've got on it. I think it is too. I've never, like I said, I've never really like thought about this episode that hard. <laughs> but I think like talking it as always, talking it through, kind of you you start to think about some of the episodes in a different way. But um, yeah. should I go first for a fun fact, or do you want to hit us yeah. with a wreck? Okay, you go first. I have a couple fun facts. Um, okay, so first of all. Um, the opening quote of this episode is a Nietzsche quote. Yes. And that has special meaning for the show um, because that quote by Nietzsche is actually featured in a couple of big episodes. Uh, the same quote. The same quote. That quote was wow. read by Gideon at the end of the pilot. So extreme aggressor. Oh. That was, So this that quote was our first end quote of Criminal Minds ever. Um, they obviously open with it here for our hundredth episode and we will actually hear it again as the end quote for the 200th episode in season <gasps> oh. nine so it's kind of like a little easter egg a little bit of like this Nietzsche quote they use <laughs> 
to yeah. mark big milestone episodes. Um, and then the other just kind of little mini fun fact that is fun is that this is the first uncredited appearance of AJ Cook's real life son, Makai. He is the baby <gasps> yeah. at the pharmacy. Um, he is Henry. He is Henry. So he'll be back as in a speaking role when he gets older. But that's the first time yeah. that her actual... Because we've seen Henry as a baby before, but that was an actor baby. This is real life baby. <laughs> that was an actor baby. So anyway. There I you love go. it. Those what, are good do you, fun facts. what do you have for us as a recommendation? All right. This week, I'm going to recommend a snack because as you can imagine, we've been eating a lot of snacks. I swear to God, if you recommend carrot cake Oreos... I'm not recommending carrot cake Oreos. <laughs> don't worry. So, I mean, we've been back and forth between our apartment and our house, and we've just been eating, like, crap the whole time, and I've just been stocking us up on snacks. Um, if you've seen the new Oreo flavor chocolate marshmallow, Ooh. you'll know that that's my recommendation this week. I realize I started that conditional with no real energy. <laughs> Um, <laughs> if then nothing <laughs> because um, so yeah so I'm recommending the chocolate marshmallow Oreo describe them um, to we me. have tried well okay so it is regular Oreo cookie part okay the cream is a chocolate cream with oh. like a marshmallow flavoring oh. and little bits of like the freeze dried marshmallow in there oh it's really good they're not too there aren't too many bits where like you know they kind of get stuck in your teeth if you're just eating them straight and sure. not in like Lucky Charms or something. Sure, sure, sure. There's not too many, mm-hmm. but just enough to really hit that flavor note, okay. and it's delicious. It okay. doesn't taste too much like a s'more. Okay, okay. You know, you think there might be some s'more yeah, notes yeah, yeah. there, but there aren't. Because fun fact, really? there are there are s'mores Oreos. That's right. a whole different. There thing. are s'mores. Yes, Oreos. <laughs> um, but we've had. I mean, we've eaten a lot of different kinds of Oreos. I did buy the Aldi brand s'mores Oreos. Oh, on moving day, How'd those that were go? delicious. They okay. were really good. Okay. Um, we've had the birthday cake Oreos. What else did we have? Carrot cake. They were not great. I don't. The frosting's good. I will agree with Betty. Betty's review was: I don't like the cookie, but I like the frosting. <laughs> I'll agree. The cookie is like a spiced cookie. To mimic oh. the spicing of a carrot cake. And then the cream is like a cream cheesy cream. So it's delicious. Oh, see, I might like that. Because I don't like carrot cake. But what you just described sounds good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it kind of echoes maybe like a... Um, I don't want to say pumpkin spice. Because it doesn't have the, doesn't pumpkin, have the pumpkin note. Yeah. Um, and I'm pretty sure there are pumpkin spice Oreos. Oh, but, 100% there are. Um. But, it, I mean, it's okay. I mean, it's not a bad cookie. I didn't spit yeah. it out. It's not like the <laughs> strawberry ones. Did you spit um, out the strawberry ones? No, I didn't. I've never you spit out an Oreo in my life. swallow it and just be like, never again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we had the carrot cake, the birthday cake, uh, chocolate marshmallow, the s'mores from Aldi, and the Olympic Oreos. What do the Olympic Oreos entail? The Olympic Oreos are a triple stuffed cookie. What? Red, white, and blue. Oh, fitting. Okay, okay. Um, just regular flavor, but then it has pop rocks in it. No, <laughs> it's pretty good. I like pop rocks in my Oreos. I don't mind it. So, don't. um, I was on board with it. My brother ate one and he didn't know there were pop rocks in it, and he he's eating <laughs> it. And he's like, "Are there? Is there? Is there popping candy?" In this? <laughs> we were like, "Yeah, bro." 
<sighs> well, that's a good recommendation. I, I, when you sent the picture of all of the Oreo boxes on your counter, I noticed right away the marshmallow ones, and I was like, mm, I'm going to need a review on those because I want to know what yeah, they're, they're like. Yeah, they're pretty good. We, I had seen an ad for them, and then I was in Target one of the days buying restocking on snacks, and I didn't, I couldn't find them anywhere. They didn't have them, mm-hmm. but we were at Big Lots the other day. Of all places. Well, there's a Big Lots really close to our house now, so we popped by there for, like, our last-minute needs of, like, cleaning supplies or, yeah. like, plastic wrap or something. So we were there buying something. I don't remember. And they had them right by the register. And I they was know. like, they're like, let's get them. Everybody wants to grab some Oreos on their way out <laughs> yeah. the door. And then the lady behind us in line, they had, like, a bunch of different, they had, like, regular Oreos, Olympic Oreos, chocolate marshmallow Oreos. Lady behind us goes, excuse me, ma'am, which kind did you buy? <laughs> we were like, chocolate marshmallow. And she's like, oh. She could sense that you were connoisseurs and she wanted your <laughs> she opinion. She could. She wanted she our opinion. She was like, these ladies look like they know their way around an Oreo <laughs> cookie. <laughs> it's true. And she was it's right. True. Uh, yeah, I went. Yeah. I bought Oreos the other day because, uh, just like a fun fact, in our lives, Stephen got a new job, so I told him I would get him to celebrate. I would get him a sweet treat from the grocery store. <laughs> so you got him Oreos. It's a Not favorite even of like his from the bakery. Okay, no, no, okay. no. If you want to, if you want to please Stephen Paul in the baked good department, you really can't go much better than just like Oreos. Like he, wow. Like I mean, he's easy a, to please. The man also very much appreciates like a fresh baked chocolate chip cookie that's the other that thing. that i did know i did know that that's the other thing but like really i mean oreos are really high up there so i well and then i also got him a bag of gummy bears gummy bears are his other like mm, yes i did know thing. he likes fruity candy yes yeah so i was like i'll get him a box of oreos and so i went to the oreo section and i re- thought about it and i was like oh do i go for like one of the specialty flavors and then I was like, they had the peanut butter ones. I'm a big fan of the peanut butter ones. Mm-hmm, Steven likes mm-hmm. peanut butter ones. But I thought, you know, for something like this, I'm just going to go classic. But now I'm regretting that and thinking that I should have <laughs> gone with like the marshmallow or something well, special. Well, you know what? You could. I can always Next go back. time you could buy two. I packs. can. I'm fully capable of, you know, I go to the grocery store like every week. I can get, I can get some more. So. You can. All right. Well, thank so. you for the recommendation. A solid one as ever. Yeah, uh, that's, that's probably the best snack I've I've eaten over the last yeah uh, two weeks. Also, a big hit right now with my family was the ranch Dor- cool ranch Doritos. Mm. I bought a party size bag, and it was like Mary Poppins's handbag. It just kept giving us chips. Like every time oh, someone was over, I'd see them pick up the bag and eat a bunch, and I was like, "How is this bag not empty yet?" <laughs> it finally got killed yesterday. Listen, yesterday. There's very little that's better than just like a good old cool ranch Dorito. I feel oh, like so good. Most of I, it's been my my total lunch in my times. life. I I sleep on the cool ranch Doritos. I forget about them. But if one what? was if one was put in front of me, oh damn! Like it'd be like God mm. bless the Doritos. Doritos are so good, so good. They are so good. I could I can crush. A regular size bag of just like nacho cheese Doritos, I absolutely could just sit and eat like an entire bag myself. Do and I not need to even stop at the eye. store on the way to work tomorrow and buy us Doritos? If you do, it we it will not survive the day. I need you to know that. 
because I love them so much. They're just I drive so past good. that Big Lots on the way to work, so oh, I could God. pop in, get Ugh. a bag of Doritos and a They're bag of Oreos. So good. <sighs> well, would you consider what an Oreo, what Oreos come in, a bag, a box, or what? What would you call that? It's not a bag. <laughs> is in it that much i do know it's not a bag there's plastic that you rip open and it stays but it receives but it has a it has a plastic oreo cradle inside the bag <laughs> they're not just loose in there <laughs> an oreo cradle <laughs> that's what i think that they i feel like that's the best description <laughs> yeah okay like i mean i think some people call it a sleeve i would i would say package okay but it's I more think of an umbrella term. But that's what I'm saying. I think that's probably the best way to describe it. But I don't think it's. I don't <laughs> think it's. A, you can't call it a bag. They're not loose in there. <laughs> like a bag of chips. Like the chips are just like floating around. Chips in there. are just loose in there. Yeah, they're, they're right. loose in there. Oreos are not loose. They have a container inside. But you're yeah, right. It's not. They're right. not. It's not quite a box. It's not a box. No. <laughs> it's a package. It's a package. Package of chips ahoy. Sleeve, I could see sleeve. Sleeve would also sort of make sense. But sleeve. What do you call, I guess Pringles are in a tube. Pringles are in a tube. Sleeve. <laughs> I don't, I can't think like of anything Girl Scout that cookies comes come in, in a sleeve. sleeve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Ritz crackers come in a sleeve. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because again. When they're kind of they're in not a bag. Loose. They're not loose. They're in a but sleeve. they are loose within the sleeve. But they're not because the sleeve yes, they is are. tubular. No. That doesn't mean it's not a bag. <laughs> but it's a sleeve. There's a difference. You put wine in a wine bag, it's tubular. All sleeves are bags, not all bags are sleeves. Classic square triangle. Square rectangle. I was going to say, classic unknown subject. This has gone a weird direction <laughs> where we're just negotiating. I knew it about would. That's why things. I asked the question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I uh, will just move towards wrapping it up now that we have, you know, hit all of our corners. And I feel like it's Oh, we have another corner. I'm sorry. We do. We have another one. We have a review. And not only do we have a review, we have what is absolutely our favorite review that we've ever gotten. No, It's been a big hit. hit. No offense to anyone else who has left us a review. We love you all equally, but this is, this one really got us. It's, it's it made the my best. day. It's it the made best. my week. <laughs> all right. This review comes from user Denise Alpo. Alpo is often an answer on a crossword puzzle, just so you know. Really? Yeah. It's a dog food brand, I think. It is. Yeah. All right. The title, uh, five stars, naturally. Naturally. The title is Roll That Beautiful Pig Footage. <laughs> right off the bat, oh, really nailing it. such a strong start. <laughs> and it begins, I love this pod. I feel so represented as a married queer lady who is obsessed with dad jokes, houseplants, snacks, and of course, Emily Prentice. I love it. I showed it to my wife and she said, did you write this yourself? <laughs> I said, no, I did not. But a very big fan did. Cassie just came in to look at me while I read it. <laughs> it's it's an honor. The best. It's the best. I realize that it's essentially just a rave review for Kelly. Like, I'm not really yeah. involved in it whatsoever. And I'm okay you with like that. You like snacks? I do like snacks. Prentice. 
I do like both of those things, but I feel like it's really just, it's really just for you, but it's well-earned and well-deserved and I'm okay with it. But yeah. I, guys, I, one of you has to write a review that's really high praise for Kelsey. Um, we've <laughs> gotten like high praise for her dog. Yeah, Sadie gets shout outs all gets- the time. <laughs> I, um, I feel like we've gotten reviews that reference like my fun facts and the yeah. love of a fun fact, which I appreciate. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, a great review, beautifully written. We're so happy to have you. The grammar on board. is outstanding. I also really want to note that that's oh, really that's important. Lo- to the Kelly. perfect use of the comma usage is exactly right, <laughs> and there's a lot of comments so or commas. So I'm very pleased. That's Thank a, you. That's a high compliment from it. Car- really from is. Kelly. Um, me carry. I did, and I don't know why. <laughs> um, sorry, Shelly. Um, <laughs> Should we tell that story or no? I think, didn't we already on the pod? Oh, maybe. I don't know. My grandfather-in-law once said, I still still don't think he knows my actual name. One time I was saying (laughs) goodbye to him, and he goes, nice to meet you, (laughs) Shelly. And so my favorite thing every once in a while is just to call Kelly (laughs) Shelly. She called me Shelly today. I did. I said, silly Shelly. Um... (laughs) But yes, I, I think it's an appropriate time to, we, we said it a little bit at the at the beginning, but to really hit home and say thank you to all of the imaginary pals out there, all of the listeners, for sticking with us for a hundred episodes, plus a few bonus episodes. Um, yep. We're super grateful that we that anyone is out there listening and that we're not just shouting out into the void uh so so thank you for being along for the ride for a hundred episodes you know what i want to say what i want to say thank you for being here <laughs> thank today you for being here today more than any other day times 100 thank you for being here a <laughs> hundred days thanks um, for sticking with us through the rough season one <laughs> The okay season yeah. two, the pretty good season three, the pretty, the pretty good, good season, season four. four, the slow start season and five. <laughs> <laughs> well, I believe it picks up from here. So I do too. Uh, Stick so with yeah. us for the next 100. Yeah, we're still, we're going to keep going strong on to the next 100. We'll see you back for the next Nietzsche quote at episode 200. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would also like to tease that for this milestone we are recording a bonus episode yeah so you will get that on friday um, but if you are with us on the patreon you'll yeah. get it a little early also thank you last week for bearing with us as we released a patreon episode right we've never done um, that before never done that before uh if you enjoyed it and you want to hear more join us over on patreon yeah um you can google it or search us on patreon whatever you know how to find things yeah 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 um but we do we do those over there, so come hang out. Come hang out. Um, but yeah, just a reminder, a big plus of being a Patreon patron, a Patreon follower? Yeah, joining us on Patreon <laughs> is that you get your bonus episodes the same day that you get your regular episodes. Um, yes. So if you just cannot wait to hear our bonus episodes, you can uh, join us for $5 as a supervisory special agent over on Patreon. Yeah. Um, and you'll get uh, more of our true crime reviews. There's 
couple over there. There you can listen to us talk about Sons of Sam. We talk about Murder of We gotta find Morden. another one to watch. We do. We gotta find. There's a couple new ones that Netflix has dropped lately. We need to uh, get in there. You, I'm still waiting for you to watch the Bigfoot thing on Hulu. <laughs> Maybe I will now. Now that we're in and we're a little more settled, yeah. I've got a little bit more time. I feel like you have actual free time. On. Yes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so there will be more true crime reviews over on Patreon. And listen, we're always open to suggestions. If there's some content that you would like us to cover on Patreon, let us know. But we hope you enjoyed, uh, that little sneak peek into the Patreon, um, on your feeds earlier this week or last week, I guess. Um, uh, so yeah, so fun stuff to look forward to. We're going to drop the bonus episode on Friday. Um, I'm not even going to tell you what we're ranking. So you have to wait. wait. Uh, uh, but it's going to be fun. Uh, so don't miss it. But uh, yeah, until then, thank you for being here today. Thank you for being here today. <laughs> for the 100th episode of The Unknown Subject. We're so, so uh, grateful to all of you for, for being here. And on to the next 100. Um, Hell yeah. But as they say, when they catch the unsub, it's, it's over. over.